down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. tonight i'm marcus chris mccarthy will be back tomorrow that was uh uh rasan hall candidate for district attorney in plymouth county uh and he i thought that was an excellent interview i thought i i i've actually enjoyed both interviews uh I, you know the one we had with um tim cruz yesterday and the one with rasan hall um uh, today uh, and very interesting race. A lot of interest going into that race. A lot of money going into that race, and uh, that's one that's going to unlike a lot of these races that are really focused on the the primary because Republican challengers are you know basically non-existent to non-competitive uh, in a lot of circumstances. This particular race is going to go all the way to November, and. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be very interesting. So we're going to, you know, we know we we know we uh, we're we're of course conscious of our Plymouth County listeners in Marion, Mattapoisett, Rochester, uh, Lakeville, uh, Middleborough, Plymouth, Wareham, etc. And uh, we're trying to, you know, we're we're bringing you these uh, these races because we know they're really important to you. And uh, I appreciate uh, both both this DA Cruz and uh, Attorney Hall. For coming in and sharing their um, their their visions uh, with us here, uh, and I appreciate you guys calling in and asking uh, them questions. I think they appreciate that as well that they can talk to their constituents or prospective constituents uh, and be able to answer the questions that um, concern them. That's why we that's why we that's why WBSM uh, established South Coast tonight because. Um, it provides uh, time and space uh, for long-form interviews and discussions, not just with me, not just with Chris McCarthy and the candidates, but with you and the candidates as well. And I think that um, this experiment so far has been a great success. I know there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of calls that came in for both Mr. Hall, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, D.A. Cruz, and even Chris Doty earlier today and the other candidates that have come in. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on if you want uh, to talk talk to me today uh, about the two candidates we had on, about the candidates that we're going to have on this week. We've got a real busy week. We've got um, Scott Lang's in tomorrow uh, from 9 to 10 to talk about his endorsements in the uh, lieutenant governor uh, race. We've got um, we've got uh, uh, the two Republicans running uh, for a chance to face Bill Keating in the fall in the 9th Congressional District. Uh, so that is... 
Um, that is Jesse Brown and Dan Sullivan, uh, also known as Nurse Dan. Uh, they're going to be in. What Jesse Brown's going to be in from seven thirty to eight. Dan Sullivan's going to be in from eight to eight thirty. And they'll be taking your calls, too, at 508-996-0500. Thursday, I got somebody from Transportation from Massachusetts to come in. I told them the questions that you guys have asked me on the air uh, about the MBTA district. I, I, I relayed them to him, and he is uh, the, the, the executive director of, of Transportation from Massachusetts, Josh. He is prepared to answer those questions. He's like, I can handle all of that. That sounds good. So uh, really looking forward to talking to him, and he's going to talk about South Coast Rail, what it could bring to the region. He's also going to answer the questions that uh, a lot of uh, our callers and, and voters on this ballot question in New Bedford are concerned with uh, this this fall. Uh, we're also going to have on Friday Cameron Costa, who's running in the Democrat primary for uh, for the 9th Congressional District, which is Dartmouth and parts of the north end of New Bedford, uh, against uh, long uh, longtime incumbent Chris Markey. And Chris Markey will be in um, on Monday. I believe you'll hear uh, Chris Markey's ads playing uh, pretty soon uh, here on WBSM uh, as well. So. Uh, there's a lot going on in this. Uh, there's a lot going on in this race. Um, I mean, in this in this county, in this region, uh, electorally, a lot more than we've seen in a, in a long time. And uh, it's you know it's good. It's obviously good for my business, right? You know, there's a lot to talk about, but I think it's good for everybody uh, that there's there's some action. And so we're looking forward to uh, hearing from from the uh, the the rest of the candidates that we're going to have in before primary day. And, you know, the candidates that we're going to have after primary do, day too. we're going to have a Bristol County Sheriff Democrat uh, can, Democratic candidate call uh, uh, after September 6th. And they're definitely going to come in again. We're going to have Tom Hodgson. And again, of course, uh, the incumbent Bristol County Sheriff. Right. Um, so. There's still uh, there's a general election here in the 10th Bristol District uh, after the primary. Uh, there's a, both a Republican and Democratic primary, so there's so there's a lot to cover there. There's a general election uh, for Representative Schmid seat, uh, and that's definitely something we're going to cover after the primary uh, as well. See if we can get uh, those two candidates in uh, too. So there is still a lot to talk about and a lot to cover here, even after primary day, primary day. The field narrows, but the the actions uh, still going on, and and we're you know like I said, really excited about it, and we're, that's why we're excited about this program. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the program. Good evening. Yeah, Marcus, it's Don again. Hey, Don. Um, Attorney Hall, he, I appreciated what he was talking about making the data available from the various DA offices. Mm-hmm. I know you and I both uh, approve of having cameras on police officers. But along with the DA's office, I'd like to know uh, the actions of the various police agencies. How many people were arrested? How many interactions? Yeah. Who was it? What was it for? And, and you know, Marcus, they have things called computers, and you can put <laughs> yeah. them on it, and you can right. read it on the Internet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think some some departments uh, do that. I think some probably do it better than others. And, but I agree. I think having that full transparency and accountability is, is definitely a good thing. Well, well, Marcus, voters who are ignorant of what's going on with their public servants are bad voters. They they have bad choices to make. I think we should have as much transparency. as po- why, why don't we have video cameras in most courtrooms or in all courtrooms? for yeah. most proceedings so that we can see what's going on. Why does a person have to take time off from work to go sit in a courtroom? Yeah, no, I I uh 
I, t- I mean, I totally, I, I totally agree with you. In fact, I think a lot, well, you know, here's the thing with taking time off from work to sit in the court. I think there's a lot of uh, situations in particular, and maybe this is a conversation I could have had with the DA candidates and maybe I will going forward. Um, but uh, I think there's an opportunity for a lot more remote sessions or not even, not just remote sessions for pretrials, but pretrial sessions in which the, the, defendant doesn't need to show up unless they're tendering a plea right because a lot of people do have to take off for uh, work just to show up just to literally just to pick another date um and yeah, no, even, yeah exactly i mean the the audio uh visual students uh kids in college they could actually operate television cameras right from the college or university yeah. or high school classrooms and operate them remotely they wouldn't even have to be there in, in the court to operate those stupid cameras now. I mean, th- there has to be some ability to see what's going on in the courtrooms because in the courtroom you see the executive branch, the judicial branch, and how the laws, the legislative branches, are interpreted. Yeah. All in one courtroom. It's true. And we yeah. don't get to see it. Yeah, it's true. I didn't think about it that way. I mean, I don't know if there's... It, it would take, I think, a, a great deal of resources to put cameras in every single courthouse, uh, in every single courthouse every day in the Commonwealth. But at least during some, I think, you know, maybe trials or maybe um, certain days or maybe certain high-profile uh, proceedings, I think there could be a lot more... Um, uh, access uh, in that I, I i do agree it's hard for people who aren't professionals to get into a courthouse too without yeah, because and, and because you, you need to go through the um the metal the metal detectors yeah, exactly <laughs> and you got to find a place to park remember yeah. the people who work at the court get to park for free yes but if you're a citizen i know it you have to pay to park I know it. Um, courthouse. Yeah, because usually courthouses are in uh, like downtown districts, like New Bedford or Florida. Usually they're in downtown districts, well, or they're in busy Gatham, districts. Uh, Taunton, uh, Taunton, you, same you thing. Yep. Yeah, Taunton, th- same yeah, thing. Yeah, Brockton, Plymouth, Plymouth is free, but I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, Plymouth Brockton, is. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty well free too. But I mean, it's just ridiculous that we are kept ignorant of what's going on in the courts. And like you said, we could start out with the superior courts, etc. Yeah, you, you know, maybe even the the Supreme Judicial Court. But let's see what's going on, because all three branches of government come before the people there. Let's see how they're working. I mean, are they ashamed? Are they fearful? Or will get too intelligent or some darn thing? I, I just don't understand. What, we can see the moons orbiting Pluto, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. We can see those moons. Right. But we can't see the courtroom down the street. Yeah, no, I I um I agree with you. And in fact, actually, while we're talking about it, uh, that's an interesting idea. But what I, you know, I think first and foremost, you know, in those courtrooms are judges. Those judges are picked by the governor's council, and for some reason, those governor's council meetings aren't televised, and those hearings for the judges aren't televised. I think the judicial <laughs> nomination committee uh, interview should be televised, and Absolutely. and the um and the governor's council meeting should be televised and accessible. No, absolutely. I mean, we we have the technology, Marcus. We can do it. Yeah. We we can send satellites, you know, outside the solar system, but we just can't broadcast what's happening at the courts, and we don't know what the police departments are doing or what the various DAs are doing because unless you take time off to go down and talk to them, yeah. it's not available on the internet. It right. should be. I agree. I agree. All right, sir. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 
All right, I'm actually going to take a break a little bit early because um, uh, I'm going to push this podcast out. I want to make these podcasts as, as out. I want to put them out as quickly as possible for you guys to make this show as quickly accessible for you guys as possible. So I'm going to take a break to push this podcast out. And um, when we get back, I'll be taking your calls at 508-996-0500. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow. Yes. South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus. Taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow. Again, we've got a packed schedule tomorrow. We've had a packed schedule today. Uh, a lot of people want to come in uh, up to... You know, leading up to uh, Election Day and make their voices heard with the people of the South Coast and the people in our listening audience. And uh, I appreciate you all uh, listening and, and calling in. You can call in now if you'd like at 508-996-0500 and, uh, you know, kind of open phone lines for the last hour talking about uh, the two candidates that we just had in Republican candidate for Governor Chris Doty and Democrat candidate for Plymouth County District Attorney uh, Rasan Hall. I thought um, both interviews uh, went went very well. Uh, I thought both candidates presented themselves very well. Uh, both very um, strong candidates, I think. And uh, we had uh, DA Cruz on yesterday. So that's a race, again, we're very interested in and will definitely uh, continue to feature here at WBSM and on South Coast tonight uh, for our Plymouth County listening audience. We know there's a lot of you out there. So 508-996-0500 is hanging in the program. We had a call last night uh, from one of our uh, one of our best callers, uh, and uh, and he had asked basically for uh, a rundown of the primary elections that are happening um, because he was unsure of which ballot to pull. Um, Unenrolled voters can pull either the Republican or the Democrat ballot. Um, And so here's what I'll say. First of all, you can vote early. First of all, the the polls um, open uh, on general election September 6th, but you can early vote, let's say Tuesday, you can early vote tomorrow, you can early vote Thursday, and you can early vote Friday. If you live in Dartmouth, your early voting is in the town hall. If you live in Fairhaven, your early voting is in the town hall. If you live in New Bedford, your early voting is in the public library across the street from town hall downtown. And uh, I assume that's the same for a lot of the other towns, um, you know, in our in our um, in our region that that's at town hall. But you can check the secretary of the Commonwealth website. I would suggest early voting. I early voted at literally as soon as I could. Uh, I, I early voted. Uh, I believe the polls opened at 11. I got there at 11 uh, or close to it. I got there at 11 uh, at Fairhaven Town Hall upstairs um, in the auditorium. Uh, in fact, the uh, elections warden uh, said she was a listener and her and her husband were a listener. And I really appreciated that. Uh, it was great. But um, get there and and cast your vote. Now, if you're unsure of which ballot to pull, these are, this is what I'm going to posit to you. I'm going to say, if you are, I guess, the Republican side has almost, uh, has very little, there's a lot more action on the Democratic side, right? There's a lot more action. 
The difference between the two ballots is the Republican is the uh, is the is the under between the Republican and Democratic ballots is the gubernatorial race. So you have more Healy is moving on. She's already the nominee. Basically, she's the presumptive nominee. Sonia Chang Diaz, her um, opponent in the primary dropped out uh, fairly early. So on the Republican side, you have Chris Doty, who was in early, who was, who was just in tonight. And you have Jeff Thiel. Um, Chris Doty obviously talked about his business accomplishments. Jeff Thiel is a former state rep from Whitman or Hanson. Uh, and um, and uh, they are representing two different ideological factions of the mass GOP. Chris Doty is presenting himself as more of a Baker type of Republican, you know, the more technocratic moderate, right, that uh, Charlie Baker's, you know, sort of uh, staked his um, his fame and reputation on. And uh, Jeff Deal is more in the mold of the Donald Trump, uh, more hardline conservative. And that, in fact, was endorsed by President Trump uh, in uh, former President Trump uh, when he decided when he declared for governor because he was Trump's co-campaign chair. If you're interested at all in that race, in voting for one of the Republicans, um, you know, or sort of working to shape the future uh, of what the mass GOP is going to put forward on the ballot, that might be the ballot that you pull. That might be the ballot that you pull in the um, in the primary. Uh, Conversely, if you're thinking about. A lot of the well, and I, I should clarify. Locally, there is a Republican primary. If you live in Fairhaven, Marion. Uh, if you live in Fairhaven, Marion, Mattapoys at Rochester, southern part of Cushnet, uh, and parts of Ward One in New Bedford, there actually is a Republican primary uh, between Jeff Swift and Bob McConnell. If you um, are interested in voting in that, uh, who's going to face either Rick Trapillo or Bill Strauss? Now, on the Democratic side, there's just a heck of a lot more action, honestly. And uh, locally, you're going to have a lot bigger impact on the uh, you're going to have a lot bigger impact locally if you vote in the Democratic ballot, Uh, because the local races you have the because Tom Hodgins running unopposed in the Republican side. Right. For sheriff. So in the Democrat side, you have one of the three candidates that are running for Bristol County Sheriff, Attleboro Mayor Paul Haru, um, attorney Nick Bernier and former Somerset Police Chief George McNeil. Now, I've covered that race pretty well, I think. Uh, so if you're listening, you've probably heard a lot about it. And you, if you're voting in that primary, um, I, I think that you might have already made an informed choice. But that election is really important. We get to pick our sheriff once every six years. So, um, you know, what you want is a competitive election between Hodgson and, and whoever the Democrat is, no matter who you support. I think you you might want a competitive election, right? Um, two, you know, probably starkly different uh, philosophies and correction um, debated earnestly, and they'll be debating here on WBSM, right? Uh, the DA's race is only the primary. You have Tom Quinn, the incumbent district attorney, has been since 2015, and Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, 
uh, who used to work for Tom, uh, Tom Quinn, and has been a civil litigator uh, since then. Um, that race, I've given you my opinion on that race. Uh, I, I, I see, I see Tom Quinn winning that race. Um, I see Tom Quinn winning that race by a wide margin. Um, but you might think it's important enough because that the district who the, who the district attorney is is important. Um, but he's just run a better campaign, and I think has presented himself as um, a better candidate. I say this to somebody who know Shannon personally, and I, I think I like her. I think she's a nice person. Um, and I was one of the best students at UMass when I went there, but I think Tom Quinn's presented himself as, I think, I think Tom Quinn's going to win that election, but you might, you know, if you want to vote on who's going to be the next DA, you vote in that, you vote in that, um, you vote, you'd want to vote in that primary. If you live again in the 10th Bristol district, which is again, Fairhaven, Marion, Mattapoise at Rochester, uh, southern part of Acushnet and parts of Ward 1 in, in New Bedford, then you uh, and you want to vote um, in the Democratic primary, you have Rick Trapillo and Bill Strauss. Now, Rick Trapillo has branded himself as a conservative Democrat running in this, um, a conservative Democrat running in this, uh, running again, running to the right of, of, uh, of Strauss. Bill Strauss obviously has been there for a long time. He's the chairman of transportation, uh, in the, in the state house. And he has gotten the support recently of governor Healy and most of the elected officials, uh, most of the, you know, the select board members, school committee members, planning board members, et cetera. Um, in the towns that uh, he's represented uh, during his time in the state house, Richard Pillow has gotten support from the Mass Coalition of Police and from the uh, from some local businessmen, uh, local uh, local uh, prominent people in local business. So, I mean, there's you know there's a lot to consider there, and so uh, and I will say uh, you know this district's probably. Out of all the, the local districts, this district's one of the better, uh, if I guess, for a Republican to have some opportunity. But my understanding of it, the way I see it is I think the, the, the person who wins the Democratic primary is going to win that seat. So if you want to vote on that seat, um, if you want to vote on that race, then I would pull the Democratic primary ballot. And that's an important race, right? Um, so I would... You know, for me, it is. I, you know, obviously, you know, one of these uh, two candidates is, is going to be my state rep. So obviously, I think it's important. Um, so I, you know, I would consider voting in that um, in that primary. Uh, and uh, again, you know, you have Strauss, who's been the chairman of transportation. He's been campaigning on. The work he's done in the state house, bringing South Coast Rail, uh, the new bridge that's uh, in the design phase, um, securing funding uh, for it in the transportation bill, writing the transportation bill as chair of transportation, um, and the work he's done there. Uh, Rick Trapillo's campaigning on being a conservative Democrat and uh, mostly criticizing Strauss for his his uh, stance against the repeal of the gas tax and um, and uh, his vote on the police reform bill in um, in the state house. 
which was passed a couple of years, uh, might have been passed about the end of 2020, so probably a year and change ago. So um, there's that race to consider. So those are the three local races in the Democratic primary if you live. And, and if you live in Dartmouth or you live in parts of Ward 1 in New Bedford, maybe Ward 3. If you live in you know parts of the north end of New Bedford, you have a primary as well between Cameron Costa and Chris Markey. Now, Chris Markey uh, has been in the State House for since 2011. He succeeded John Quinn uh, when John Quinn ran for sheriff uh, in 2010-2011, right? And uh, Chris Markey, you know, is campaigning on, you know, his experience. Uh, I remember watching the debate that, you know, WBSM had co-sponsored with Dartmouth TV, um, talking about, uh, you know, the dollars that have been brought to the Greater New Bedford area in um, in uh, offshore wind, talking about how the, you know, the vaccine site was in Dartmouth and accessible from New Bedford via public transportation. Cameron Costa, I, you know, I, from what I've seen in and red, it seems like Cameron Costa is uh, campaigning on wedge issues, basically, uh, which are, you know, his support for the millionaire's tax and uh, Chris Markey's opposition to it and his support for the um, and his support for the and his support for the uh, Working Family Mobility Act, Chris Markey's opposition to it. Cameron Costa has gotten uh, a good deal of union support. Uh, AFL-CIO, the Mass Teachers Association, has uh, endorsed his campaign as long as, as well as uh, other activist organizations like the Coalition for Social Justice. Those two candidates will be on Friday and on Monday. Uh, Cameron Costa will be in Friday. Chris Markey will be in on Monday. We're looking forward to talking to them. That's a really interesting race. Um, so we're also... Uh, there's uh, that's all the local races right that I've talked about. So you've got the sheriff's primary, the DA primary, um, the Strauss Trapello primary, the Marky Costa primary, and then there's a, a local Republican primary for state rep as well between Jeff uh, Jeff Swift and Bob McConnell. So in the state house, um, and I'm running down all these. I think it's necessary. Uh, I think it's necessary and. You know, when we had a caller that asked for a clearer picture of the primary uh, of the primary field, I thought it was good to go over. So, uh, obviously, Maura Healy's running unopposed, and so you have Salem Mayor Kim Driscoll, who's running uh, for lieutenant governor. You have uh, she came in. You have Tammy Gavea, who's a state rep and a doctor of public health. Uh, I think branded as the more progressive candidate. She's running for lieutenant governor. Eric Lester's running for lieutenant governor. He's a state senator uh, uh, from uh, Longmeadow, which is a suburb of Springfield. And he is supported by Tony Cabral, who they, they co-chaired the um, the Gateway Cities Caucus. He's co-chaired the Gateway Cities Caucus. But uh, Eric Lester also worked for Barack Obama uh, in the White House. Uh, Attorney General is really interesting. Andrea Campbell, Shannon Liz Reardon. Uh, that uh, Quentin Palfrey just dropped off out today, actually, and supported Andrea Campbell. But Shannon Liz Reardon and Andrea Campbell are polling neck and neck with each other. Uh, Shannon Liz Reardon uh, spent a lot of her own money in this race uh, to get her messaging out there, and her messaging has been effective. It was largely seen as a coronation of Andrea Campbell uh, up until a couple weeks ago when the polling started to tighten. Now you have factions on both sides. Um, trying to get their, you know, strong uh, coalitions on both sides, trying to get their candidate through. You have, you know, the mayor of Boston on Liz Worden's side. You have 
uh, Ayanna Presley and Maura Healy on on Campbell's side. You have uh, Elizabeth Warren on Liz Rudin's side. That's a really, really tight race, so um, definitely uh, pay attention to that one. Um, and, you know, Mayor Lang's going to come in and talk about his support of Shanless Reardon tomorrow. State Auditor, you have Chris Dempsey and Dinah DeZaglio. We've had both of them in. You can check out their interviews on WBSM.com. Uh, you, you can check out the AG candidates, too. Um, but uh, I thought they were both great. Um, that's a really, really tight race. Dinah DeZaglio is talking about her time as sort of a a challenger to power in the in, in on Beacon Hill, her calling out the speaker for non-disclosure agreements, saying she wants to audit the legislature when she's in Beacon Hill. I think she has a remarkable personal story of, of triumph being a, a child of a single mother and working her way all the way up to uh, being a state senator. Um, really a remar- remarkable personal story. Chris Dempsey uh, is, uh, he's got the support of Suzanne Bump, who's the state um who's the uh, current state auditor. He is uh, known for uh, championing the No Boston Olympics campaign, which kept the Olympics out of Massachusetts. And uh, he is the former assistant uh, secretary of transportation under uh, Deval Patrick. So he wants to use his background as a transportation uh, advocate to uh, fix the MBTA. And then um, did I cover everything, everybody in the primary? God, if I forgot something, uh, if I got, if I forgot something, I, I might remember it after this caller. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get on the air. Good evening, thanks for holding. Hey, Marcus. Um, good evening. I uh, you had a Freudian slip a couple of minutes ago. I'm sure I did. <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I only pointed out because it's kind of funny. I think you when you were talking about the tenth Bristol uh, Democrat uh, ballot, um, you mentioned. The endorsement of um, Bill Strauss. He said he's been endorsed by Governor Haley. Oh yeah, well <laughs> that, that that won't be a Freudian wish, slip wish, in like three or four think, months. Wishful thinking, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's. Uh, I was just early on that. It's not a Freudian yeah. slip. I was just early. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good though. You know, yeah. I mean, that's probably the way it's going to turn out. I, I agree. Um, I haven't decided whether I take a uh, Republican or a Democratic ballot. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what do I want to do more. Do I want to affect the the governor's race or the 10th Bristol? That's I'm interested in that. Uh, yeah. Uh, or do I want to, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I and I like Bill Strauss, but I, I really, I, you know, I 30 years is enough. It's like I, I, I want to see a change here, and I, I'm, I am curious. You were talking about the issues between Trapello and um, and Strauss. Did, did I think because it's going to be a ballot uh, question? I believe Bill Strauss. He might he didn't sponsor it or anything, but he was kind of um, key in the the um, legislative uh, progression of the bill that the governor vetoed and, and was overridden to allow uh, yeah, yeah. Were, illegal he, immigrants to, to vote. Oh, yeah. He was I big mean, on yes. to, to drive, sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it had to go through his committee. He, he helped write that bill. Oh, did he? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 mean, I know he was – I didn't know if he yeah. was totally in support, but I know he voted for it finally. No, I mean, he was, on, he was part of – there was a – uh, 
he he helped uh, that bill had to go through his committee because he's transportation chair, and right. he was part of the panel that that like eventually came together and put that bill together and and, and got it passed through the um, the legislature. Yeah, that, was, that was kind of my understanding when they were when they were weeding out the uh, the details. He was he was instrumental in that. Now does did, and I didn't hear. Um, the, the stuff you guys have had on it to be is, fair uh, so and for the record trapillo support he said he's on the record supporting that law oh okay so he's not challenging uh, bill Strauss no he, he's on the record supporting that law he came on my show uh when i was on saturdays he, and actually when i was even this show he came on this show too and and, and said he supports it. oh that's interesting okay so that's not an issue but on, the, on the democrat side uh, it doesn't seem to be. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Richard Pillow did say he had some concerns with uh, voting, um, but uh, I think he said he broadly supported it. Uh, you know, he talked about um, a lot of the uh, undocumented migrant workers in the you know in the fish houses and all of that, and how you know he feels uh, you know sympathy for them and thinks that they should be able to drive safely to to work. So, right, right. Yeah, he he supports that law. Yeah, no, that's it. I did, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I figured that might be a. Uh, you like know, a wedge might be issue, a bone of contention to, on that on the on that Democrat ballot. So yeah, that's you, interesting. You'd think it's yeah you you would think it'd be a wedge issue, but um maybe uh, I mean one maybe he just believes that that's the right thing, or, or two yeah, maybe he, he doesn't. He, he I mean I, I yeah I, I take take you at your description and he and his word. Yeah, I mean I I think there's an argument for I I disagree with it. I I I'd be curious to see how it uh, it plays out on on, on on the referendum. But um, yeah. I mean, do you, are you were in support of that law yourself? Yeah, I'm in support of it. I think it's um, I think it solves a problem, whereas repealing it doesn't. Uh, I think it's there's a practical reality that uh, you know migrant labor, even migrant labor from undocumented uh, residents here, uh, is an essential part of our national and local economy. And uh, if if um, undocumented immigrants are going to drive, we might as well have uh, let them get the opportunity to drive safely, to be insured, and um, to know the the rules of the road. So I'm in. I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely in favor of it. In it, so they they will have uh, basically uh, under the. Now the law hasn't taken effect yet. So the law is it would it would take effect. The, the law would be a, uh, would begin on um, July first, twenty twenty three. Okay, and and uh, and I I mean I I have to confess I um I I did see some of the the markups early, but I di- I didn't see the final um, version. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of like a second class driver's license. Well, I know right? you you can't get the marking on it. You can't get the real. I, I'm not. So I don't know the 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 the, the minutia of it, but I do know that it's you can't qualify for a real ID, which a lot of us have now. I have it now here in Massachusetts, and that because that's a that's a fed, that 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 ID is federally recognized. So you can't get a real ID; it would just be a Massachusetts driver's license. In terms of its presentation, uh, I am I am not entirely sure on that. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it, so I mean, ultimately, um, outside of driving. My problem with um, with our lack of a you know comprehensive immigration reform is that we we created two classes of uh, citizens. Yeah, it's true. And 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 I and uh, like I'm I'm into reform. I just I didn't see this as necessarily uh, helping that thing. But but I you know because there was so much fraud and uh, IDs and, and licenses already. 
and the registry is so uh, you know malfunctioning, it just seemed like it was a burden onto the registry that they couldn't handle. And you know, and and I've listened to the critics maybe more than I sh- I should have. I I I think the notion isn't a bad idea. But anyway, I. We'll see how that goes, but that's that's interesting. Thanks for uh, letting me know. I I, uh, I I thought maybe that would be something that they would go after uh, Representative Strauss for, uh, you know, on both sides. It would on seem his, like a it would party, seem like a good wedge other, issue. But, but his but his yeah his, his yeah. I mean his main opponent certainly in terms of the money raised. Um, easy to look that up, by the way. Uh, Massachusetts, uh, yeah, OCPS campaign finance office. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I've been looking at that and watching who's been raising what. Yeah. Kind of interesting. It's pretty, pretty yeah. tough on the Republican side. Strauss has got about ninety k. Trapillo's got about. 18k his republican opponents bob mcconnell's got about 900 dollars, and jeff swift swift has got three thousand dollars so yeah no i I, it's i mean it's again if you're not that will that will change i think after uh, tuesday but you know what there'll be be some money coming on the other side it's not maybe not enough to to tip the scale i don't think so i i I don't i don't think so i don't think there's enough of an appetite for it the mass gop i don't think is super interested uh in the race and you know actually bob mcconnell talked about how he was upset that strauss has never been challenged and they just basically said well why don't you run and so he did. So it doesn't seem like they're super enthusiastic about it. So, I mean, a lot of people do, you know, the, the sheriff candidates were saying that, the ones that couldn't raise money when Mayor Haru could raise money. And they were saying, oh, the money's going to come in. It's like, no, nah, people don't throw their money away. They don't necessarily, if it's not a competitive race, they'd rather just spend their money well, yeah, elsewhere. You, you really generally spend your money because you want something in return. Yeah, and, and we have three. What are, we you, have, what are your chances of return? And we have three open statewide races going on. So, uh, you know, there's... There's probably a lot more to consider for people with uh, deeper it, pockets. It is sometimes interesting in local races who shows up to vote, how they vote, and I mean it does surprise people. Yeah, uh, yeah. The money, the money doesn't, you know, necessarily, you well, know, is, isn't necessarily the determining factor. Yeah, low, low turnout, yeah. low turnout in primaries is is uh, can be seen as you know an equalizer for candidates that are that are underdogs for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, but low turnout is kind of why we have. Uh, I, I think people would low, argue low enthusiasm, low, low, right? Well, well, low, no, but low turnout uh, is actually only high enthusiasm uh, influence. Yeah. So only the high enthusiastic voters get to choose uh, yes. who wins primaries, and that's what gave us the the squad. Basically, the primaries are critical, uh, so the the really motivated people have an outsized influence on who who the rest of us kind of when we get around to voting get to choose from so it's you know it's interesting i don't know well hey i'm not going to vote early i like voting in in person at the polls like i like getting that little sticker you know (laughs) the stickers are the 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 poll they have the stickers now the stickers aren't aren't an election day exclusive, but I mean that's that's your prerogative. That's that's fine too. I used to enjoy doing that uh, as well. Actually, during like presidential elections, I'd go vote with my mom. Then we'd go out to dinner. Hey, listen, I got to hold you there because thanks, I got to take these commercial breaks. Thank you. Listen to us live. I just realized that uh, that was Inside Out by Eve Six. Was it? Wasn't it? 
Okay. I don't know. Someone let me know. 508-996-0500. I love our production team. They do a great job. And uh, I, I like our um, rejoiners and our, our, our intro songs. I think they're all really well done, if I do say so myself. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We're just closing out the uh, final hour of the show. Again, a really busy, busy show today we had with uh, Rasan Hall, candidate for Plymouth County District Attorney. Uh, we had his opponent on yesterday, current uh, Plymouth County District Attorney, has been since 2001, uh, Tim Cruz. That is such an interesting race to me. Uh, with the money that's gone in, the people that have jumped into that race, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the stakes, it's the, the difference between the candidates. I mean, very starkly different candidates, I think, and really an interesting, I think, I think strong candidates, you know? Um, uh, so I, it's a really, really interesting race and one that will definitely keep us occupied, um, throughout the, uh, throughout the general election season, along with the sheriff's race, which of course we've been covering a lot here at WBSM, uh, and oh, there's a lot to consider. Like I said, there's a lot more action on the Democrat. That's my. That's my. That's what I'm going to say about those two ballots. You want to vote in the Republican primary and uh, make a vote because you you think who represents the Republicans in the in the in the general election is important. Pull that ballot. You want more local action and influencing local elections, right? And there's a lot more action statewide. Uh, you pull that ballot. And for most of those races, all of those races, and most of those races, not all of them, but most of those races, the the winner of the Democratic primary is going to going to be the winner uh, of the general election, most likely. I do think Anthony Amori again. I, I think he's a competitive, a very competitive uh, a Republican um, opponent for who either Dezogli or Dempsey, whoever comes out. Um, and we've had him on. He, he's excellent. He's a really interesting guy. So. Um, but a lot more action on the Democratic side, a lot more local action on the Democratic side. But again, if you're if you think it's important um, to, that the certain candidate represents the Republican Party in the gubernatorial to face more Healy, uh, then then pull that ballot. Again, you heard Chris Dempsey; he made his pitch and uh, thought he did a good job. So you pull that ballot if, if that's if that's what you want to do. All right, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I'm gonna take a break. I'm Marcus. Chris McCarthy will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow we have the two candidates running in the Republican primary for the 9th Congressional District. I suppose it's a primary you can vote for in the um, uh, on the if you pull a ballot, too. I, I didn't even think of that. You can vote for who's going to face Bill Keating, but, I mean, it's, uh, you know... They're going to be in tomorrow. So if you want to hear from them uh, and you want to give them a call, you can at 508-996-0500. We've got Jesse Brown and Dan Sullivan. Uh, they're running in the Republican primary uh, for the chance to face Congressman Bill Keating. Uh, so, And then we have Scott Lang from 9 to 10. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Chris McCarthy will be in. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you.